Welcome to Everything Trying to Kill You, the sort of funny podcast that analyzes horror movies. Today we're talking about Oliver Stone's 1995 movie, Natural Born Killers. I'm Mary Kay. Megan. And we have a lovely guest today, our friend of the podcast, Charles Ray. Will you tell us about yourself, Charles? Hello, everyone. It's uh, an honor to be the most unqualified guest you guys have ever had on the show. <laughs> but you're our friend, and that's good enough. That's all that all you right, need to fair be. Enough. <laughs> now I'm a big fan of the show. It's uh, it's good to be on, and I've watched this movie 17 times in preparation for it. That's incredible, and I hope that's not an exaggeration. So you're probably more it's prepared than either of us. True. Okay. No, I figure I figure you guys are better at this than me. If I get lost, I'll just say tropes and final girl a lot. And, <laughs> oh, Damn it, that was my go. Damn it, you're of one mind. All of us. We'll just chant it, and then we'll just like take the music out. Horror like, tropes. Final take girl. us out. Horror tropes. Final girl. Oh, we weren't. <laughs> we weren't doing that. <laughs> Sorry, I, got, I don't know. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, now. I'm all ready. right. Oh, horror tropes. Final girl. Horror <laughs> tropes. See? I thought you were ready to start. You were ready to get serious. And I was like, oh, shit. No. No, I wanted, I, um, do you still want to tell us about yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Besides uh, that you're unqualified. Uh, aside from being unqualified, uh, relatively, uh, other than being unqualified to be on the show, I'm a private investigator for 20 years. I'm a fighter. A fan of horror movies and movies in general, um, and I am friends with you guys, and that is about it. What more do you need? Yeah, barring that, I'm just bald. That's about all. People naturally trust you if you don't have it's any hair. true. That's science. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. Maybe that's why I'm not trustworthy, because I have a lot of lot of thick hair going on Same. up here. Good for hiding diamonds in and shit. That was a casino joke. I love that you finally got around to watching that movie, even though uh, you didn't like it enough to finish I, it. I didn't love it because it was so much like Goodfellas and The Godfather that I was like, I feel like I've already seen it. I did want all new clothes, though, after I started I feel watching you. it. You motherfucker, you. I, we don't even need an icebreaker. We do. We're already, like, no. In it, but my icebreaker was going to be, what vocal warm-up do you think that Charles used so that he sounds like Batman yeah. for this recording? I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Go for it. Okay. Go for it. I feel like you and I, as always, might have the same run. I don't know. I hope we do. Welcome to the singing laundry mat. We are not responsible for theft. <laughs> My other one was red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Oh. My other one was no bananas, new bananas. Nice. What did you actually use? <laughs> wow. You guys are kind of a one mind. When I first met you two, uh, I just, I, I'd known uh, Mary Kay a while, but I first met Megan and you guys were up on the roof of my building and it took about, uh, about a minute, minute 12 for me to go, <laughs> oh yeah, no, I get it. I understand why you two are friends. Like I absolutely understand now. Uh, but that's it? not how I do my vocal warm ups. Uh, generally, I drink about like four glasses of bourbon, eat an Intamin's donut, uh, <laughs> listening to a lot of Atlanta biscuit uh, before the show, um, 
And I actually just uh, got finished <laughs> masturbating angrily. That will give you a good rasp in your voice, I'm I get sure. There. Oh, I thought it would, like, smooth you out. It, it will. It, it will indeed. On the period. I'm done with this podcast. You guys want to start done. talking about natural born killers? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, don't have no, me on the show. It's, it's a bad idea, man. <laughs> I'm done with it because we can't go up any further no, we, than we We've already did. peaked. <laughs> we've I peaked. Don't we've belong. fucked Literally. I don't know if I made that clear. I peaked a few minutes before the show. Oh, God. Mary Kay and I just <laughs> nod. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Natural cool. born so about killers. That movie. So, yeah, the first thing that stands out. Um, I feel like to anyone watching it now is like, it has some crazy production details in it. Like it looks yeah. like, it looks like a goofy first year film student, like artsy bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so looking back on it, like I watched this movie 25 years ago or whatever, when it, you know, when it came out and it was like, wow, nothing like this has ever been done. But looking back on it, it was like, uh, like they did a lot of crap like that in the nineties and it just looks like nonsense. <laughs> I get that it has a point, but it looks like, a first-year film student was really inspired by Quentin Tarantino when they were trying to be deep. It's like when you're a freshman in college and you're putting like Aristotle as your Facebook status. <laughs> That's what that movie is. Like, you just Google that shit. You don't know it. It's not relevant to you. You read that book. You just know that one Nietzsche yeah. quote about monsters and looking into the abyss. Yep. You read that whole book. It's a good movie. It's, it's not, not a bad movie. No, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I thought it was good. But it was just, it's kind of exhausting to watch, man. There's not, there's not one angle that's just like, like just flat. Like oh. they, 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 like they, they didn't put a camera on a mount and just shot a scene. It's all got to be a weird angle up here, over here. And it's always moving. Like if it's Will like you? this, then it's moving. Yes. Yeah. Like if it's on a diagonal, it's moving on a diagonal too. Which is, it is exhausting. It makes me really tired. Like, I was telling Megan earlier, the first half of the movie was better than the second. But it might just be because I was fucking exhausted by the time we got halfway <laughs> through it. It's Your kind of eyes like, were too tired. It actually reminded me a lot of um, Terry Gilliam's Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. We're halfway through it. You're it, just yeah. like, whoa. Holding your own eyes open? Yeah. But I feel like <laughs> they, both, they, have, they both have points, but they're making different points with, with those... Um, effects they go very nonsensical routes to get to their point yeah yeah see i i was i spent a lot of time especially in preparation for this episode trying to really focus on the different color filters for like Mm -hmm. okay well whose perspective are we engaging in obviously there's a there's a there's a green tint for when something violent and horrible is going to happen but then again, there's cartoons popping up. Do they see themselves this way? Why is it black and white? It was exhausting, so I gave up trying to be smart about it. Tropes, final girl. <laughs> <laughs> but I think some of it is like, um, it's a, it's you want to make sense of it, but you have to make sense of it in their minds, which is nonsense, right? Like, murder is yeah. just pure. What the fuck? That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> it does to them. Well, exactly. I, think, I mean, yeah, yeah, like it 100% made sense to them. And I think that's why it was super nonsensical. Mm-hmm. And I had time, hard, a hard time seeing past like the satire of this film because I'm like, none of this shit makes sense. Yeah. You're saying dumb things. And like, I could not get past it to be like, there's some creepy things happening in this film because the whole time I'm just like, that was stupid. Yeah. You're wrong do better make a better life choice Mallory yeah also those 
like fringy tan pants she had on the beginning are fantastic. Oh, uh, I was thinking about the jacket <laughs> when they're getting the poison. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Or the, the, Please. Um, anti-venom. I'm gonna order. I mean. Gonna order all new clothes, like you said. Her clothes are amazing, though, no, you guys. Just the fringe. No, no, just, just the, the fringe things with fringe yep. on them. Everything else. That's all struck I want. record. I want Woody Harrelson's mesh uh, sleeveless, that orange mesh sleeveless thing. I think I'd look great in that. You shouldn't have said that out loud. That's gonna be a reality. <laughs> oh God. Mary Kay and I are gonna find it, and we're gonna order it, and we're gonna make you take a picture in it to post on our Instagram. We'll just pop so. over to Little Five Points, go in Junk Man's daughter, get yeah, you a little mesh we'll body stocking. <laughs> it has to be red though. I might have one left over from like my jazz recital days. If you just want to he did look like he was dressed for a jazz recital. <laughs> oh, oh my god! I just realized that. <laughs> Mickey, Mickey out. sucks. We don't need him. <laughs> Mickey sucks. We don't need him. What do y'all want to talk about? Any of the other colors? Yeah, I mean. There's tons of like gels used throughout, right. yeah. but I think, you know, green was definitely the more predominant one. And there's all sorts of like crazy theories on the internet on like what green is. Is it greed? Is it envy? Is it demented minds? And so is it not just absolute I, violence? Like, I feel like it's just shit's going down and we're using green. Green is also typically, you know, in like the whole basic color theory and the psychology of color and all that green is meant to represent a lot of things, but it's also typically meant to represent illness, Mm -hmm. especially like that very like acidy nuclear green. So, I mean, I think it's just shit's going down. Here's a, so not necessarily violence, but shit's going down. Here's Well, you know what? You're actually, you might be right because they, I'm uh, always right. (laughs) You're, you're, you're really not. Uh, (laughs) But they were going to get the snake juice. That wasn't initially violent. They were just trying to get some snake juice, Mm -hmm. which they were sold out of. What the hell was going on in that town Dude. that they had? No Everybody snakes? dropped up on that Navajo land where they had that bazillion <laughs> rattlesnakes. I love they had nothing but toilet tissue and uh, paper towels and, and plasticware, but they're totally out of snake but juice. But no snake juice. Fully stocked on everything else with the one guy working there. So we talked about the colors. We talked about the filters and the cartoons. Um, we didn't talk yet about, as far as production goes, the music. The soundtrack is incredible. I mean, it's important, but also it's incredible. But maybe that's because I have weird taste in music. I, I like that they put so much Leonard Cohen into it. I'm, I know it's, I don't know if it's, it's probably not cool to say. I'm not a Leonard Cohen fan. Me I don't either. know any humans that sit around and just listen to Leonard Cohen because he sounds like a dum-dum. There's no awesome way, awesome cold of smacking ball. No, but it really is that an unreleased track? Yeah, <laughs> no. yeah. Oh it's my a god, was that Leonard Cohen? Is he on our podcast? I but no, the soundtrack was great. Didn't uh, Trent Reznor arrange the whole thing? From what I from what I understand, he he arranged the whole soundtrack and um, or the music for the movie. That would make sense. I don't know. Yeah. But that's him. Yeah, I believe he did. I will blindly trust you. <laughs> you should, because I, I IMDB'd the hell out of it. Well, it's probably true, then, if it was on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Is it everything? What are you going to trust, the internet or the news? I mean, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Fake internet. Fake internet. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so 
I didn't, I mean, this is going to sound terrible, but like none of the soundtrack really stood out to me. And I think that means that you have terrible taste in music. No, I think think that means they did a good job because I wasn't ever distracted by it. I think it's, I think it's largely generational. Um, A lot of this stuff was like real specific nineties music, uh, nine inch nails, L seven, all that. That was all like the stuff we were listening to in high school. So that's probably why it doesn't stand out to you. Out to me, what are you trying to say? Nine Inch Nails was a soundtrack of like my middle school days. Oh, uh, were you the gothy chick that nobody understood? Oh, absolutely. Yes. What was that about that? She absolutely mom. was. What part? What part of me like made you not? Megan pierced her actually, own actually, lip, yeah. motherfucker. In high school, what made you think she was? I still have punk hair. <laughs> no, really, I was. My mom was really sad because I came home one day in like fifth grade, and it was like all the rage to have like the little spiked dog collars. My mom was like, "Take that shit off!" My dad's like, "She's not doing drugs. Like, just let her listen to Nine Inch Nails and let her wear her dog collar." Your like, dad was fine. the reasonable one in that scenario. That's great. My dad is always the reasonable. I tried one, to do that too. Was... I tried to wear all black and dark makeup, and my mom said, "Go wash your face and change clothes." And then I called my dad, and I was like, "Can you believe that she made me do that?" And he was like. Listen to your mother. <laughs> he didn't <want> to <laughs> <in> at all. <laughs> Normally he would be like, it's fine. Just do it while you're at her house. And when you're at my house, it doesn't matter. But for that one thing, he was like, united front. That's really funny. <laughs> On makeup only. <laughs> it's important to be a united front. When it comes to your daughter and how she dresses. <laughs> I was wearing combat boots and like. Oh, I definitely had combat boots. I took them from my school. mom. Yeah, I definitely had those. No, my kindergarten picture, and it's on Instagram. I'll have to show you if you haven't seen it again. I have like a leather choker on and a floral maxi dress and combat boots, and that was my kindergarten picture. Oh my and gosh. all the little kids so used to laugh cute. at me, and that shit is in style now. My little side pony and everything. Yeah, you sound like y'all laugh. The nineties are back, bitches. <laughs> and it's steered towards girl talk. Again. But yeah, talking about clothes that, and hair and shit. From that derailment. Okay, so let's anyway. talk about first person violence then. Okay. Okay. Is that less that girly? That was something that that was something we that definitely stood out. We won't talk about the soundtrack anymore or how I oh, was Oh shit, we were talking God. about that. I'm sorry. You're right. <laughs> I hate it when Megan's right because she can't just be right. She's talk <laughs> about how right she was for a while. <laughs> Duh. Anyway, because I was super right. Make sure that you learn your lesson. Right? You will never do it again. I've never done it I'm again. I'm probably going to I'm probably going to do true. it seven or eight more times. <laughs> Well, I will make sure you know a little bit more each time. <laughs> anyway, back on track. <laughs> but the soundtrack yeah. is super important. And it's kind of hard to not notice at times. Even I think you probably noticed it or thought about it even if you didn't know you were. But in the scene where uh, Mallory's at home and, you know, the dad's being really icky and creepy and it's abusive, there's like that typical... Like lighthearted piano y lilted like sitcom music yeah. in the background. So it's definitely kind of shifted your mood and you kinda of had to battle between like this is funny, there's a laugh track to this is really uncomfortable. And it was kind of like that throughout the entire movie. There was this weird juxtaposition between what was actually happening and what the music was telling us mm-hmm. was happening. Yeah, that was odd. The uh that that entire scene was was super odd. I get what he was doing. Yeah. But it would have made more sense to me if they were doing the fifties wholesome family uh yeah. <laughs> so fucking awful uh, i didn't i never fully understand why they went down that route and from what i understood from the production well, he ad-libbed 
Well, from what I understood from the production, Rodney Dangerfield didn't get it. He didn't understand why he was going down that road with Oliver Stone. Wasn't it, Oliver Stone basically told him, like, no, trust me, trust me. I think that makes sense. I mean, I, we have it later, but we can move it up now, up to now, when we talk about uh, the sitcom scene. Uh, yes, we are getting ahead of ourselves. No, that's fine. We do it every time. It happens all the yeah. time. I don't know where it is. We'll just come back to it. So about that sitcom I thought that that was kind of a genius move when they made that whole scene a sitcom because, first of all, sitcom families, especially like the first ones, like I Love Lucy and Leave it to Beaver and all of that, that shit is not how families work. Like, no one's family is like that. Um, And so portraying it that way on TV is like already dishonest. And so like keeping everything like the audience interaction the same while they're watching this terrible man interact with his wife and children um i thought was really jarring and also to me like the any sitcom with a laugh track just seems so artificial already that it's like like don't tell me when to fucking laugh laugh at funny shit telling you how and when to react yeah don't yeah and i know better yeah and so like when whenever he would do something horrible um and the audience would laugh it was like uh, like it, it, for me, like I do that anyway, but like, especially for that. Um, and then I also loved how, because I, I'm pretty sure, and I could be wrong about this, but Woody Harrelson's big break was on Cheers, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he shows up holding that bloody carcass and everybody starts applauding, it's like, 50 pounds God, lady. I'm so happy to see you, but also like, what you got there? Like, <laughs> What's happening? Doing? Yeah, and so I think that, and he was like the the sweet boy, right? On Cheers, wasn't he like the sweet kind of like yeah. silly boy? He was the yeah. dim witted bartender. The they needed more comic stuff, I guess. They brought him in later. Well, right. he's much funnier than fucking Diane. But anyway, um, hey, 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 I'm getting off. You bite your tongue, you her. sick bitch. Diane is a treasure. You're upsetting the old man, Mary Kay. Listen, you sick fuck. <laughs> Diane sucks. <laughs> All women should strive to be like Diane. She, oh, she's the worst. She's so far up her own ass. I don't know how she didn't strangle it up. Anyway. <laughs> it's it's a double punchline. I it? do get it, Mary because, Kay. First of all, her head's up her own ass, and secondly, her ass is so tightly clenched all of the time. I love it. I love it when you tell the joke and then walk me through it again. Well, I just wanted to make sure that everyone understood why it was funny. <laughs> it happens all the time. That's what women's planning is. When we explain, you get a couple more punchlines. It's never the same thing. Copy <laughs> So Mickey is so far from that. Oh, shit. I can't remember the guy's name in Cheers, his character's name. But he's so far from that. That, that you're like, oh, Woody Harrelson. And then it's like, ooh, maybe. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> what's bleeding onto the floor? Like, what's, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> He's just the me boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then also, and I'll, okay, I'm going to table him for a while because we got other stuff to talk to before okay. we get into their relationship. I love Woody Harrelson. I think he's amazing. I do too. You need to stop saying odd shit. <laughs> she didn't say not it's one odd the, thing. It's from True Detective. <laughs> you don't say shit for two weeks. And then today. <laughs> I, uh, you need to stop saying odd shit. That's my favorite. 
<laughs> we are off the fucking rails. <laughs> Have you listened to our podcast, Charles? Yeah, do it you is... ever listen to the show? Yeah, God. I do. I love it. It's, it's off the rails for 75%. It is 75% derailed, 25% chugging along. That's the beauty of us. That's the sort of funny in the yeah, description. that's why we're... <laughs> if it was up to me, y'all wouldn't edit a damn thing. I'd just let everyone just watch the shit go off the rails and go, wait, what were we talking about? Natural I really don't think something? much gets cut out, honestly. Oh, really? like, it's It's no way. No. Like, no, it's it's a pretty honest. Well, see, but this is actually this is actually interesting to me because I've been listening to you guys. Like I've listened to your entire catalog of podcasts. I'm a huge fan. Gonna of it. be famous. <laughs> gonna be on TV. <laughs> gonna be the on point my... I'm trying to make. Whenever you two gonna cut off my skin tags. They're, they're... You were saying, go ahead. I'm... Gonna buy a real belt. <laughs> 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 I've always wondered about how much y'all cut out of the goofy shit. Look, not Kay, a lot. This is gold. Mary We're Kay, so not a lot. funny. Mary Kay is too busy laughing at herself. <laughs> <laughs> we're beautiful, we're funny, we're smart, and we're talented. You should get all of us. <laughs> we should get glamour shots. Can we do it, please? <laughs> Don't tease me. <laughs> Don't do it. Can we make our hair really big and then goth makeup? But with that's like a me every boa? day. That's <laughs> all I need's a boa. What the fuck okay. are we talking? I'm about? gonna get like a cookie sheet and fan it so you have wind. Jesus, you guys need a producer, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the violence in this movie, you said, Charles, that it's first person shooter. What does VG stand Video for? Game. Um, Video game. Video oh, yeah. uh, game. I mean, God, in the, Mary Kay. In the early '90s, the the first person uh, video game shooter stuff was starting to happen with like Doom and all that. So, um, in several of the scenes, I just noticed that it, it, it seemed to me that Oliver Stone wanted to, I don't know, connect that somehow. He had um, Woody Harrelson with the nine millimeter in first person form shooting up the diner and throwing that knife through the window to hit the other guy. Yeah. Um, I think that they were trying to speak to video game violence in its early stages. And that's the yeah. smartest sounding thing I'm going to say on this podcast tonight. Tropes final girl. <laughs> no, I think that's smart. a really cool observation. Yeah. It is. Um, what, what is the point of doing all of these production? Like, I don't know. Tropes? I didn't direct the fucking thing. That's part of the analysis. Shit. Damn. Did we talk it out, man? Oh, my talk bad. It my out. bad. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be hostile. <laughs> I think he was trying to speak to what was going on at the time. There was a lot of controversy behind first-person shooters, um, especially Doom. Yeah. Um, I think it was... To bounce off your smart thing about how it was playing off of the controversy of 90s and first-person shooters, that's kind of where I had, as humans, our D-sensitive... D? Why can't I say it now? Desensitization. There we go. It sounded dumb when I said it the first time. Really so then did. I started adding vowels. Desensitization. <laughs> it's smart if there's more vowels in it. But anyway, us being desensitized <laughs> to violence. <laughs> so let me convince you with the smart Do thing it. I was going to say. All right. About, about how we're desensitized to violence. And that we see it a lot throughout this. So we kind of see like that first person shooter video game thing. We see like the bits of like the little like cartoon violence. I think it kind of speaks to how much we see violence in our everyday lives and how little we react yeah. to it. And it kind of also ties into the sensational journalism 
kind of thing, which I know that's something that we were going to talk about later is kind of how the, the media's role in all of this. But Megan, they were talking about that in the early to mid nineties. I think that's what this movie was getting into. What do you yeah. think about how that's, I mean, give it damn near, you know, 30 years and where are we at now with it? Do you think Oliver Stone was right? Do you think, yeah. Do I think that like violence in our media and our cartoons and TV make us more inherently violent? Is that I, I, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is, do you think whatever Oliver Stone was trying to was whatever he was trying to say about the, about the media, about our desensitization to violence in the uh, early to mid nineties, do you think that we followed that trend real hard? Um, yes and no. I definitely think that we do we are more desensitized to violence. And I think that's a lot of where, and we kind of talked about it in our episode when we were on gut reactions is kind of why all of a sudden is there this sudden uprising of people being interested in true crime and horror movies are getting progressively, you know, more violent and boundaries are being pushed more. And I don't know necessarily if it's because we're desensitized to violence or if it's just okay to be curious now, but I... Um, may I make an overgeneralization? Yes, you may! <laughs> Please. Okay. So, um, the 90s video games were largely male-targeted. Um, yeah. As in, they were marketed more toward boys, and um, it wasn't cool for girls to play video games. That's still kind of a thing. Like, uh, and Now, there's still a whole lot of sexism within the world of video games, but as far as girls being that's like, what fuck y'all, yeah. I'm gonna be a gamer... It's a lot more evenly right, yeah, split. No, but back in the that, days when I was playing sure. Doom, it was really weird and I got a lot of shit for yeah, it. Yeah, girls did not play Except games in the early 90s. Yeah. And the true crime thing is mostly women. Yeah. Because we want to know all that shit so we can avoid it. Really? Yeah. Is that a thing? That the true crime stuff is mostly women? Yeah, they're on Lifetime all the time. They're on like Oxygen, all the women, all of the channels that yeah. are targeted toward toward women. Yeah, um, that's where the true crime documentaries usually are aired if they're on TV, which is super interesting. Um, okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so I think that that's a a difference. Um, I think that's the question you were asking. Is like, did we follow up on it? It's that's it's, really you know what's interesting about that. Time. I actually work in true crime, and there's not a lot of women amongst well, us. No, the ones that are the ones that are working in the field as like detectives no, and police right. and forensics and stuff. It's still right. supremely male dominated. <laughs> I'm actually a member of an organized crime unit, and there's not a lot of women in there in my gang. The I mean, women that do work in my field are <laughs> badass, but they're few and far between. So it's interesting to me that... Sure. Yeah. I, I meant the ones that want to hear about it. We're staying yeah. far away from that. Oh, you should, you should come with but, sometime. Yeah. The ones that are listening to the true crime podcast and are buying the true crime books and are watching the documentaries and the, I what is it, the, like I Survived TV show and those things, it is largely targeted towards a female demographic. I do feel like... As we progress, we he was onto something. We did get more and more desensitized to the violence. But I also, if we're talking about the topic of does the violence in our media and in our games make us more prone to violence, that is a no. And I Oh, I think it does. I can show you my thesis. I mean, they've done thousands thousands and thousands of studies just specifically on do violent video games create more violent characteristics and not one study has ever proven with any sort of like reasonable statistical doubt that yes they do it's all pointed to 
no. At best, it, be, it gives you the results of cannot be the, the Republicans of the mid 90s would have definitely disagreed with you on that when they threw up. Well, the Republicans of the mid nineties, they, they threw a fucking fit science man. and peer review. These guys campaign. These guys campaigned otherwise. on it. It was insane. But, I mean, I don't know how extreme they're like, I mean, I'm sure what you're saying is true is what I'm trying to say, but also like they do use video games that are first player, first person violence to train members uh, of the military. I mean, I know that that's not all there is to yeah, it. That's but... about a, that's about an eight year old thing. No, that makes sense. Worth mentioning. Yeah. You know, I was watching horror movies at an extremely young age. And, you know, I was, I grew up definitely like not violent. And that's kind of the way they've done these studies is on average, the average person that is engaging in the violent media are not growing up to be the violent people. There's other factors that contribute into it. And so, yeah. 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 No, I'm not saying that alone. I'm just saying like, but (laughs) depends on how you use it. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so one of the questions I wanted to talk about with the violence in the movie was the that they that both Mickey and Mallory came from like violent upbringings or at least abusive home lives. But uh, for Mallory, those flashbacks are portrayed in like a like alternatively sitcom when it's third person, and then in her mind, like scenes from a horror movie where everybody's like drenched in blood and they're like coming at her, and her face like you have like the really close ups of her eyebrows being terrified. A lot. It's like black and white. You remember these? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, whenever she flashes back, it doesn't really show you what she's thinking. It shows you how she's feeling yeah. based on how she looks um, and all of the production stuff they add to it. But um, with with Mickey, especially whenever he is feeling um, embarrassed or ashamed, which is not very often, but he's a little boy. Uh, and it, it looks like he he's just like like yeah. you know like a little kid being shocked or punished for something he didn't realize that he was doing wrong, and that was a really interesting decision to me. Like, why would you do it that way? It kind of made sense to me. Yeah. If you look at like the roles of sexes and the way we react to like how men feel, if men have emotions or they get sad or upset, we tell them you know to man up grow up stop being a little boy you need to be a man so that's kind of where i got it anytime he showed any sort of what's typically considered like a demasculine unmasculine characteristic or emotion it portrays him like as this little frail scared little boy and and then mallory's were what like it was like the weird little sitcom it kind of i don't know it's almost like well yeah so like when it was the sitcoms it also kind of just like put the little thought in the back of my mind which i know we've talked about on a couple episodes especially like Rosemary's Baby, like women problems really aren't taken that seriously. It's just kind of like, ha, ah, laugh it off. Get over it, girl. You're fine. What was that voice? Do that but, voice again? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> See, come on. Ma called the bees are back. It's my transatlantic accent. I I do like, well, I really like Mallory's accent in the, yeah. in the movie. I'm glad that they decided to go, like, to lean into it. Um, and also, I really like how anytime anyone who's not Mickey tries to hit on her she's like are you flirting with me and then she just kills them like, Dude, immediately. Yeah, she's i like, love no. that that uh that right jab she that right jab she threw in the diner in the very beginning like someone like she worked with somebody that's a legit right jab she had a right foot forward leaned into it a little bit didn't turn her hips bam and then backed off it was beautiful i love the way mallory carries it she's my dream girl also, was the mom cooking a fucking roller skate in the pot <laughs> in that 
in that scene, so. do you think do you yeah. think the stew was made with real yeah. roller skate? Because it's not a good <laughs> roller skate stew unless you use actual roller skate, not that bullshit. That they use now. It's a stone soup variation. Exactly. You know. Whatever you have. Yes, roller skates they use now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. The mom, too. I couldn't figure out for the longest time what I knew her from. She's like the bumbly secretary in Ferris Bueller. Oh, that's yeah. right. She yeah, is. perfect for that role. Yeah. Do you still want that yeah. daytime number? She's really, she, she nails that role. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good call. I forgot. Wow. I think she was in a lot of movies in the 80s and 90s. Probably. But I think she was kind of a character actor, right? Like she always did some variation on that, on that role. She <laughs> nailed it, though. I mean, it's perfect. Megan, you were going to talk about the relationship between sex and violence. Yeah, I think mostly right. just wanted to like bring it up to see what yeah. other people had thoughts on. I know, again, going back to some other episodes, we've kind of talked about. It. I think we mentioned it a lot in American Psycho. Kind of this weird tie-in between sex and violence and we kind of get like a pretty hefty dose of it in this one when they are they've got the girl kidnapped and he mickey's like keeps staring at her and she's you know mallory's getting mad but the only way that like he's getting anything out of this is by like staring at his victim but she keeps watching the the tv that has all the violence on it and it's just kind of like that weird tie and i know we see a lot of ties between sex and violence in general all over the place it seems to get intermingled a lot yeah it's in- <laughs> it's interesting that you brought it up with mickey because i noticed it with mallory more um like whenever her dad is like making moves on her she gets i mean she kills well, him yeah. she drowns him in the like in the aquarium and then her mom too because she didn't do anything and then every time some like i said before like every time somebody is like trying to make a pass at her she ends up murdering mm-hmm. them um, and so it's a, it's really interesting though, like to me that that is a trigger and one can be brought on by the yeah. other. So like if she's feeling sexy, then she wants to kill someone. I mean, <laughs> if she's nice. upset, then she wants to have <laughs> sex. Like when she goes into the gas station. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, and then also. Go down. <laughs> The worst head I've ever got in my fucking life. Next time, don't be so fucking eager. <laughs> she may, you know what? Honestly, she's not wrong. Yeah, as a guy, you don't want to do that. Don't be so eager. God. Don't let that on. You might get shot a bunch <laughs> if you're going down on a chick on a 76 Stingray. Don't be too eager. Life lessons by Charles. Good to know, I guess. I'm just putting it out there for the masses. Guys, Chill. fellas. Leave her wanting more? Is that what you're be trying so to eager. You might, You might get fucking killed. So Mickey is the yeah. outlier, though, in those uh, two things. Only kind of, though, because he has a really similar association yeah. between sex and violence. Um, did you guys have strong reactions to their wedding ceremony? I was confused by their wedding ceremony. Why? It made total sense. They're two crazy fuckers. Yeah. He's, you marry me on this bridge that's not official in any way. Let me cut my I like that quick. he officiated. The ceremony. Fuck as you. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys go driving by. Fuck you. Ain't gonna murder nobody on our wedding day. <laughs> You're right. He did officiate the fucking wedding. And it, he didn't use like a different voice or anything for it. But in like when I was watching it, I truly believed this was a different person officiating their ceremony. He was so convincing at playing two people at one time with no distinguishing characteristics between the two people. Yeah. 
You're such an ass. <laughs> um also did you get i don't know if uh when we were watching it we had the subtitles on because it was hard to understand what they were saying i always have subtitles Um, on because i want to eat chips and i can't eat chips came by and that were like hollering at them the subtitles said hollering (laughs) (laughs) hollering. there's a difference though i'm gonna google the difference (laughs) one of them's regional (laughs) that's the difference Anyway, so what about that blood bag? Um, I, it was like they were kids in a treehouse fort. like yeah, Spitting like, in their hands and doing a handshake? Yeah. Or cutting their hand, doing a blood blood. The promise not yeah. to let girls in the treehouse? Yeah. Where do you like, get, no where you get not what this is. Like, that's not the same, though, Mickey. It's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> that's not the point of this. <laughs> this is not the He-Man Woman Haters Club. Where did where did he even get the snake ring engagement or wedding ring the thing? The gas station had to have been. I don't know, but I told Andrew that we're getting divorced until he finds the snake ring to repropose with. The poor bastard. We already got married <laughs> on a bridge, so we're halfway there. <laughs> I really like your husband. He's a nice guy. Oh, that poor bastard. <laughs> Okay, all right. Here's the deal. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit him up. I'm gonna hit him up on Messenger and be like, "Do you get her the snake ring, but insist that you cut her fucking hand open?" Whatever. Fuck <laughs> <Back> you. <laughs> um, okay, so until right now, I thought that those cartoons were blood dragons, but they're snakes. Obviously, they go into the. I was looking at that like, what's a what I miss? Mary Kay's so deep. I don't even catch the shit she catches. What's a dra- blood dragon? I don't get it. Now we're in all the oceans. Yeah. Yeah, she she says something like that. <laughs> and then it goes into cartoons where they're like immortal in the ocean as snakes, which makes sense. The snake motif is pretty, I mean, obviously the rings, and then you have those cartoons. And then it's on the drug yes. world sign. It has the snakes going back and forth also. I love, dr- I love drug world. I want to go to Drug World, do some shopping. Your pharmacist is your friend. Do you notice the signs all over that place? It was all like, you know, you need to buy your drugs today and all this shit. Like, is there's little uh, there's little signs all over the checkout counters for goofy shit like that. What's your first favorite line? I think my, my favorite, favorite line, line. I think one. Uh, what's yours? Right no, here. go. You do it. Uh, what was the shit when he was asking about the key lime pies and and she was like, he's like he's like, is it good? And she goes. And she goes, I don't know what she said. Like, yeah, it's it's not bad or whatever. Yeah. She goes, you ever had it? And he's like, yeah, it's been about 10 years. And she goes, he goes, let me give that key lime pie its day in court. <laughs> I'm going to start saying that to everything I haven't had in a while. I'm going to go to Applebee's and be like, oh, fried green beans. Let me try to give them fried bean oh green beans a day in court just to see. And then when it's not good, say, you oh, got to. Absolutely. I'm doing that. Mary Kay's second favorite line and be like, these aren't good. Fuck you. <laughs> what is, I want to know what Mary Kay's favorite line is. My favorite line is when Mickey tells her that he loves her and she just like pulls her pants down and starts and she goes, I know you do, baby. <laughs> That's my favorite. If the next time somebody says that they love you and that's not immediately what you do, we're not friends anymore. Usually, usually when I get the I love you, it's, oh, oh, shit, nice. That's fantastic. But now I know that I'm going to have to say, I know you do, baby. You have to pee while you do it. Otherwise, it's not good. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about 
other aspects of Mickey and Mallory's yes. relationship, yeah. right? They kind of become celebrities. How about how about all the fucking murder? I don't even think we've actually touched on that yet. Right? I think we've talked about violence in general. How about the fact that these two are awful, horrible people who need yeah. to well, die? No, I think that that's interesting because they're definitely the protagonist, though. Like, no one else is relatable at all. Just no. them. Kind of. Like... And I had three reasons would, why that was the case. Because number one, all the other characters suck a lot. Um, what do you mean? Do you mean their you mean their characters suck or the acting sucks? Like, what do you mean? Okay. No, they suck as humans. Like, well, they're supposed to suck. That's the subject I know. material. I know. That's Wait, what I'm oh, you mean all the other characters suck because Mickey and Mallory were so great? She's just backing up her point. Damn, let her prove her thesis. I'm just saying. I I mean, it's fine to have a counter argument, but I didn't get to finish my original argument before you countered me. I like Um, to counter. Anyway, I'm sorry. Everybody sucks except Mickey and Mallory. All the other characters suck. Like, Tommy Lee Jones is worse than them. Wayne Gale, oh my gosh, somebody just, like, step on his face. What? I hate him. Wayne Gale. Exclusive. Um, Also... They have each other, like they have love, and no one else does. Um, and then, yeah, the third reason is that no one else does. No one else like loves anybody else. They're all like, like we don't have a whole lot of other characters to be honest, but like they're all very selfish, and so are they. But they're selfish with each other, which is like one well, tiny step above wrong. the others. But yeah, we were going to talk about their representation in the media. Yeah. Ah, right. The media definitely shapes how we view them, which is true to actual life outside of just Mickey and Mallory. But they definitely tell us how to feel about them. And they were definitely, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of glorified. Everyone was like, Mallory's the coolest. They're the best. And at first I was like, what the fuck is going on? Well, you know, and actually speaking on that, when you, you brought up Wayne Gale, the uh, the show that he had, what was it called? American Criminals or- American Maniacs, yeah. yeah. There were actually a bunch of shows like that in the 90s um, with that same goofy format. I think um, they, they always had like black and white, cut to color, bring it in real quick, you know, bring it out. And then the the host of the show was always doing an action thing in it you know, that you wouldn't think a host like that would otherwise do. Like he was portraying something that was actually going on at the time. Yeah. And what did he say, too? He said that they were their most popular episode After right under Manson. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Manson. Yeah. That's the one that Manson beat, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> I love Wayne Gale, man. Wayne Gale's yeah. one of my favorite in the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't hate him. I mean, he's a shitty person, but I really, I didn't hate his character. I thought he was. <laughs> I want to be interviewed by Wayne Gale. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been like the anthem, like, like. If you're inter- interviewed by Wayne Gale, what would you want him to ask you? <laughs> why does he, so why does Wayne interview Mickey, but whatever the fuck, school, I keep calling him Shillelagh in my head. Scagnetti. Yeah, Scagnetti. Why does he interview Mallory? Because he's a sick fuck. He wasn't interviewing her, he was going to talk to her. I'm sure that Wayne Gale probably would have made his way to Mallory too. Oh, okay. Well, one was a cop and one was a TV They were never interviewed together though, were oh, they? Yeah. Were they? No. No. No, which is weird. At the very, well, maybe yeah, at, at the, the very end, end yeah. kind of. Yeah. I also thought it was, like, pretty cool that they, like, so often in movies when there's a couple, the main conflict is between them. Mm-hmm. And in this one, there were, they had, like, two fights. The they whole were pretty movie. small. 
and over pretty quick. Yeah. Well, the first fight was they were having sex and he couldn't stop staring at the hostage. Nikki was looking. Well, who hasn't been there? That's just normal couple <laughs> stuff. Get over your shit. Yeah, I thought that that woman being there, like all of a sudden, the hostage. Um, I thought that was a really cool camera trick, and it reminded me of. And I've put this on here for Mary, but obviously she's not here today. Um, for it, I remember seeing it in Eight and a Half, uh, the Federico Fellini movie. You guys know. Never mind. Um, anyway, you don't realize they're sleeping or in separate beds. To understand what you're saying. They're they're sleeping in separate beds. The two people are, and you don't realize it until like halfway through the movie when the camera angle finally shows you. It just reminded me of that, and I thought that was a pretty cool trick. I dig it. Yeah, so that's fight number one, which, as Charles said, is, like, pretty standard. Like, who hasn't thought about that and been in that situation scenario? I've um, never had a relationship end because of that, but, yeah, usually, it's going to disagree on it, but it's fine. You move past shit like that. Sure. The main fight that they had, right, is when Mickey wakes up from that fever dream and kills their Navajo spirit guide. Bad, 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 <laughs> bad, bad, bad. <laughs> Why did you do that? Yeah. He should have looked at her and said, like, you make a good point. I apologize. You know, right. I, I didn't really get it till I heard you say bad, 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 bad. And then I really understood. Yeah. He's terrible. And she doesn't realize it until right then. And even then she gets past it. That's because she's a good woman. Yeah. Um, also, when the little boy is asking the... I guess I guess it's his grandfather. I don't know the elder man. Um, um, are they demons? And uh, the the older man says um, she has sad sickness. Didn't they have the little light trick though that had demon written across uh, Mickey? Crazy. She's insane. Crazy written across. It said her, she's, yeah, she's insane, insane on her, and Mallory. then it said demon on him. Yeah. Right. Um, but he says about Mallory, she has sad sickness. And I was like, that's such a good way of putting that because that is what she's doing. Like the Jimmy is what it seemed like. Yeah. Please. Right. Her crazy came from, from, you know, chaotic sexual abuse from her horrible, evil father. Nikki's crazy came from. fucking uh, Detective Scagnetti, who's just as worse as, he's just, I'm sorry, he's just as bad as all of them. Yeah. He uh, became a psycho killer himself because his mother was killed by Charles Whitman. Her chest was, her chest exploded in front of him when he was a little kid. Um, so I think it, it does kind of make sense um, in that particular regard that they would look at Mallory differently. Yeah. With why she's a psycho crazy killer. Makes sense. Well, I'm really yeah. smart, so. Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're getting two thumbs up over here from Charles. And a big smile. Troops. Final girl. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Established convention, which is all Mary Kay needs. <laughs> Just whisper that in her ear. We were talking about the Navajo guy. Yes. Getting the demons. Trying to get the yeah. That's well, that's Charles. that was the fight. That was the other fight was when she actually mm -hmm. killed the, I guess we're calling him Navajo guy. Well, I mean, that's really all we know about him. How about Navajo fella? I said Navajo spirit guide because I felt like he was a little bit one dimensional, but I'm extra sensitive to that. So. Okay. 
I don't know that he was a legit spirit guide, so I'm not going to generalize oh and not hope people like you are. <laughs> I was talking about their depiction in the movie, which is the generalization. Thank you and fuck you very much. <laughs> uh, also, I misspelled Navajo in my notes, and then I um, I corrected that spelling. Yeah, I wasn't going to fix it for you. I noticed that shit. Yeah, I know you did. God damn it. <laughs> it's okay. I fixed it. I'm the only one who spells everything perfectly all the time. Uh, <laughs> I've got some don't. text examples about you fucked that up horribly. I was definitely being facetious. I do not. Don't well, ever. If Mary facetious. Kay's had a couple of glasses. F A C E T I P R. Are you done? Hashtag. You got to use your derivatives of facets. That's what it is. Oh. Facetious. Uh, facetious to respond to sarcasm like with more adding sarcasm. A, or is an it... extra syllable in that word, and I need you to not. Sarcasm is facetious. saying the opposite of what you mean. Facetious is saying something that's totally not true. Like, just out of. All right, there. all right. Tropes, final girl. Mm-hmm. You got it. But about the Navajo spirit okay. guy, dude, fellow sir. Yeah. Well, okay. The one thing that I. I clearly, the uh, he was trying to get the demons out of them. At least that's what I thought. When I, yeah. He no, was he was trying to help, for sure. Doing. Um, and they were also shrooming, or at least Mickey was. Were they? Yeah. He pukes right before they get there. Who pukes with shrooms? Um, catch on the, I, I don't know. It seems like if the guy would have finished his business before he jumped up and killed him, then everything would have be, been okay because he would have gotten the demons out of them. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the very, the very sad one and then the evil demon. Yeah. But he didn't. Also, when they're in that scene and the, the, uh, the the Navajo man says um, this woman had a snake for 20 years as a pet, and then one day the snake bit her, and she said, why'd you do that? And he says, bitch, I, I'm a snake. <laughs> like that. My dad told me that story when I was a child. <laughs> yep. You think he got it from Natural Born Killers, yeah, or of course is it he just did. like Pearls of Wisdom? <laughs> no, I think he got it from this and played it off as a family adage. He was really good at that shit. <laughs> He would like, but he didn't say the bad word, obviously. I picked up on something. I don't know if you guys saw, but I hope you did. Please tell me if you did. Um, I would imagine, or at least Megan would have gotten it because of her fucking perfection. Um, Do you, the guy towards the end during the prison riot that guides them out, Mickey, Mallory, follow me. Come on. Mm -hmm. Um, In the very beginning of the movie in the diner scene, that cat was in the diner. He was sitting at one of the tables. The camera pans past him, and they never addressed that he was ever there. He wasn't killed, nothing, but it pans past the dude. Um, and then you see him in a couple of cutscenes through the movie, like doing that wacky Oliver or Stone trip, zoom in with a bunch of red going, ah, shit. And then you see him at the very end guiding them out of the prison during the prison riot. He's the demon. Yeah, I picked up on that, but I was saying... But isn't that some, or is that some angel nonsense? Like, what is that? Well, maybe you should make a list. Maybe they're all the demons, and that's the moral right, of the story. Mickey Mallory with the fucking demons. I can't keep up with all the demons in this movie. You need a legend. You know, when I read some of the Russian novels, sometimes mm-hmm. I have to make myself That's what you need to do. With all the names, because I can't keep them straight. Laminate it. That's, that's, that's what you two took from that. I thought that that was, like, so awesome <laughs> that I picked up yeah. on that guy. It was. And you two it is awesome. Dumb, just just dumb. Dumb. <laughs> time. Yeah. Well, because um, Mickey keeps talking about how pure they are. 
Yeah. Right? So it makes sense that at least they would think that yeah. it was an angel. Tropes. Final girl. I agree. All right. I, I guess I do too. Let's talk about the concept miracle okay. pure thing. <laughs> we're we're moving said, on. I straight up said, I, yeah. I said murder. Yeah, I wasn't going to correct you. <laughs> I can't, I can't read good. Okay. I can't read good. Happens to the best of us. So does that concept work? What? The murder is pure they work concept together? and the love kills the demon concept. Do they work? I don't know what you're talking about when you said that. When I read it earlier, I meant to like look into it. Oh, yeah. that's what Mickey says in his interview with Wayne. Oh, I was. Is that when I yeah. fell asleep on your knee? <laughs> he says maybe. Um, what uh, what kills the demon? Love. Obviously, he's like baiting Wayne, and Wayne's like, I don't know. Why don't you tell us? And he's like, Love kills the demon. And then Wayne is like, but that's when you started killing thousands of people like, or 52 people or whatever. And he's like, but murder is pure. I don't even know what the fuck that means. And then Wayne is like, I don't, yeah, I can't get my head about that. It. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, you posted that earlier today and I thought about it and then I went back to work and then I had a fight with my coworker and then I thought about it again and then you're talking and about it now and I still can't say. get my head around it. How about what you, Mary Kay, what do you think? I think love kills the demon is a really pretty concept, but also like then mass murdering people that doesn't seem to fall in line. It seems like it it, it like a little bit exponentiates little the bit. demon. Also, I don't really understand how the murder is pure thing. I guess because it's an anonymous murder, but not all of them were like they killed her parents too. So um, also, I don't. I just don't. I think that that concept just doesn't hold up, and we're supposed to. I think at that point be like, oh, maybe I'm. They shouldn't be our protagonist, but we still like them better than Wayne because then he do- goes and does the same shit they're doing, except for he doesn't have love. It's really just me <laughs> shitting on him, but I'm sh- I'm dropping a deuce. I love like, that I fucking really guy. I love Wayne Gale and his mullet. That guy was awesome. Ugh, you would. Yeah, I would, and I do. <laughs> I don't apologize to you. So are humans inherently evil? I don't know, but I know that Mean Girls is going to be the uh, next <laughs> on the next episode, right? Like, no, up next we have. <laughs> Mary Kay and Megan. Maybe Mary. I'm not sure. Not 100 sure she exists. <laughs> Charles has never met Mary. Mary's apartment building caught on fire. That's why she's not, not the here. one she lives in, but the one next to her is like in the same complex. And they're doing a lot of construction over there, and she couldn't record tonight. That's too bad. I was she actually really Charles looking forward to meeting her. Charles doesn't believe that she's real because yeah. he just hears a voice. It's just me and Mary Kay doing accents. Just kidding. Neither of us can yeah. speak I can't Spanish always like tell the she difference. did in the Pan's Labyrinth episode. So. No. Yeah. Oh, did she? Every time she said Mercedes, uh, it just sounded beautiful. And then there's me and Mary Kay are just like, so Mercedes. Because she did it with yeah. that little lisp. Yeah. Mercedes. I'm sounded looking forward a little to bit that. like Donatello Versace. <laughs> what is Versace without you, Gianni? Like, a little bit like that. <laughs> I love it when Mary Kay does that. And I'm looking forward to I just to tried it when I was a little drunk one time and I could numb the top <laughs> half of my face. Yeah, you did that shit beautifully. And, Thank you. And every, but you can't ask Mary Kay to do it. She won't do it if you ask her to do it. I don't it. perform on command. But that shit comes randomly. We did not necessarily go over, yeah. really, are humans inherently evil? 
What? Do you, yes or no? Don't explain it. Just say yes or no. Charles, what do you think? Yes. What about you, Mary Kay? Yes, absolutely. No. I I'm also going with no. And that's what my that's what my thesis paper in grad school was on was the functions of human behavior and is it a biological inherent like root of bad basically in us and research points to no and from what I've seen it's also no I, lo- I love that you said only give a yes or no answer and don't say anything else you sick bastards and we did that and then you went well off. yes we all gave a yes or no answer and then I elaborated and now it's your turn to elaborate God Charles learned how to have a conversation <laughs> My mom didn't love me enough, so sometimes I get along. Oh, come here. Uh, In my my, uh, experience, which is largely – well, yours is professional and and so is mine, but yours is a little more learned. Different Uh, different type of perspective. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Both equally valid. I'm not not shitting on yours at all. I respect That's okay. I'll shit on yours later. But I think think that the the world that I work (laughs) in is more inherently evil, so when I see humans, yeah. I think that we all have it in us. Um, I'm just in a position to see it more. Um, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, Would yeah. not so, disagree with that at all. If the question was, do humans inherently suck? I think we'd all say, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Humans um, are terrible. But no, I, I do I do believe, I mean, the, the word is inherent. So, yes, I do believe. I believe that we all, we are all but inherently evil. But also it's inherently evil. evil, not inherently capable of doing crappy things. I don't think doing crappy, bad things and even doing hateful things and being inherently evil. I look at it the exact opposite way. I look at it that we are, that our baseline is inherently evil and violent um, and very base uh, and that we work to be good people, that we work to be polite, that we work to be helpful um, and, and good citizens and stewards of the earth. I look at it the other way. That's me. Yeah, but somebody had to start that. It was me. But I dig that nose ring. Thanks. I think it's cool, man. Thanks. I'm inherently evil because I like putting holes in my own body, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you, I think you've reached achievement unlocked. Good person. I like, like to think that I'm snarky. a good person. <laughs> I'm an asshole, but I, I like think to you think are a good I'm person. a good person. I think... Yeah. I think I think all of us are, are are good people, but I think we've reached that level of being good person. Why is this movie scary? What about the ending? It's not. I agree. I don't think it's meant to be. No, it's satire. I, think the, I, I mean, yeah, ex- perfect. Yes, exactly. It is. It's it's shot in such a way to look how funny all this murder is. Look at how look at our society. If you, if you weren't sure that you were desensitized before, you are now, motherfucker. Look at how outrageous yeah. it all is. No, no, it's not scary at all. I definitely think that it's supposed to make you uncomfortable more necess- more so than scared. It did make me kind of cringy uncomfortable at a couple times. I had trouble seeing past the satire to see any of the horror of it. Maybe it's because I'm desensitized mm-hmm. to horror, but... What do you think, Mary Kay? Well, um, I think Tommy Lee Jones is the most horrific character. <laughs> I'll agree with that. <laughs> um, because he's a huge piece of shit, and that's really hard for me to say because I love Tommy Lee Jones. But uh, he totally abuses his power. Also, Skagnetti, huge piece of shit. Yeah. What was his 
What was his book called? Skagnetti on Skagnetti. Skagnetti on Skagnetti. <laughs> bestseller, Mary Kay. Oh, my Kay. gosh. It's oh, my gosh. I picked it up at it's Barnes & like... Noble the other day. It's a good read. <laughs> what did he... What a narcissistic piece of shit. Piece of shit. What, do you think Skagnetti, what do you think Skagnetti on Skagnetti was about? Well, you know it's an autobiography, so it's probably just like a lot of masturbation. I feel like it's just pictures of himself, like that book that Kim Kardashian released. It was like the Kim Kardashian <laughs> selfies. That's all it was. <laughs> it was. It was Skagnetti. Pictures of him, like, photoshopped himself in bed with himself. <laughs> things like that. That's what it was. No, yeah. Which would make me... Su- got a noose yep. around his neck. That the 90s selfie. himself. Yep. With a disposable camera, he's like holding it in up. In front of a mirror, open, taking pictures with a flash reflecting God in the mirror. thing takes and hot. Yep. <laughs> All your toothpaste flecks are illuminated now, Skagnetti. You're goddamn right it, it was. <laughs> Skag- I gotta, gotta get a copy of that. You know what? I have to get a copy of that and put it just so somebody can come over. Um, Skagnetti on Skagnetti. You're not ready for that read. Trust me. Nope. Absolutely not. Can I mention real quick uh, that in looking... You shouldn't have Megan, phrased it as a question. You should have just taken authority and said, let me tell you Megan, this. Megan, yes, Megan sir. I'm at an eight. I'm at an eight. You don't want me at a 10, Megan. Okay? I'm always at a 10. I'm just saying, we, we both need each other at a four. Um, I was uh, looking into... like I knew that, that the movie inspired two other people to go on a killing spree or so the media yeah. said. Um, but I didn't realize that it was loosely inspired by... Uh, Charles Starweather and Carrie Ann Fugit. It was in the, like, I don't think, like 1958. These fuckers killed 11 people in Oklahoma and Nebraska. Um, and ultimately, the, the Starweather guy, he got electrocuted. Um, Carrie Ann Fugit, I think she, well, she got, I don't know, 20 years in prison or something. She got out in 76. But evidently, the movie uh, was inspired by this. I could see that. I'm going to have to, like, go digging and look more into it now because I'm curious. And it's it's okay for women to be interested in true crime now. You don't have to do that because I did it for you. I mean, that's how most movies are made, right? Yeah. It's like they're either based on novels that are based on real life or actual events. Like, uh, uh, or many of them. At yeah, least. Anyway, I just, I just found that to be super yeah, that interesting that it actually came oh, that from is something. Cool. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And I didn't know that. That's good information to know. Um, also, uh, I see that you have Charles Whitman on here because he killed Skagnetti's mom. Um, he was one of the three killers that, uh, is in the credits of American bum, Maniacs bum, bum. on the show. Really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mary Kay pays attention to She's stuff. so smart. Well, I just notice anything that's, uh, that shows yeah. up again. Mary Kay's wicked smart. <laughs> you are. No, you are. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much fun with you guys, man. I think this. this went exactly how I was hoping it would go. <laughs> Yay, me too. It was best case scenario, except for that Mary couldn't that be here. That. that was a bummer. Mary, Mary we um, miss you. Uh, <laughs> come back. we miss you come Mary. back and prove that you're real Charles doesn't look- well in the pictures that i've seen of her she kind of looks like a blend between Mary Kay and <laughs> megan we just so i'm thinking you guys did one of those face where morphs. you can see what your baby she looks like real. that chick ain't real that chick ain't real Mary looks like pam greer you don't think so yeah you know who else looks like pam greer if you and megan <laughs> morphed. that's what y'all did she ain't real that's so funny. And true. So, our closing question. 
Yes, I'm ready for it. Hit me. What is your murder kill song when you murder kill with your significant other? <laughs> oh, and is it Leonard Cohen? It's not. <laughs> I'm ready. I know. Go, Megan. I want to hear what you it. got. Do it, girl. Kick, kickstart my heart, Motley Crue. Done, sold. That's really? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Yep. Because one, the song itself is perfect, and I feel like it is kind of fitting for this. And number two, I have a soft spot for men in animal print pants in glam bands from the 80s that yell the instrument that is about to be played when they're like, Get out! (laughs) (laughs) Because I wouldn't have known otherwise. I'm a dumb woman. So thank you for telling me when instrument's about to have a solo, but no, really. Megan, can we just write an 80s song together that's nothing but instrumentals and then just occasionally go, drums, bass, synth, only if we get to wear animal print pants and make a music video. Done and fucking Tambourine, done. triangle, Tambourine. oboe, bassoon, harpsichord, contrabassoon. <laughs> Mayke's gonna film it and we're gonna wear our matching tight leopard print pants and climb up onto your billboard that's on your roof that's my opportunity to do it and that's where we're gonna film it we need lots of yeah. sparks in the background there was plenty my of sparks my stepdad taught me how to do the hairstyles too so and I'm smoke. down and smoke look I'm ready for this I can I have a mullet wig my hair basically like looks like wig. 80s like, rock star hair regardless of what I do. If I leave my a little bit, a same. Little bit. I'm ready. I'm done. I right now have a kind of a Joan Jet sort of like mm-hmm. shag thing, but that's not on yeah. purpose. That's just humidity. <laughs> um, you do look like an eighties video vixen. Um Charles, what's your murder kill song? I think it's quite obvious. Wind beneath my wings by Bette Midler. You ever listen to the lyrics to that piece of shit? It must have been cold there in my shadow to never Are you have reading the lyrics right now. I just know off the top of my head. <laughs> no, seriously, think about it. That would actually be kind of cool. Because I mean, It'd the song you're talking about, like I. I lean on you, you lean on me. Let's go kill some motherfuckers. Wind beneath my wings. Tropes, final girl. Tropes, final girl. Mine's similar to that. What's that movie that, the the comic book you made me watch the other day, Charles? With Charlize Theron? I made you watch it. It's a, oh, yeah. Atomic Blonde. Oh my yeah. god, that was So every incredible. time she has a fight scene, it's like some really iconic 80s song. Yep, that's um, me. And I would want mine to be the Prince version with Rosie Gaines of Nothing Compares to You. I love it. <laughs> oh, how awkward. I wouldn't want to be killed to that song. Well, you song, don't get a choice. Though, like... It's not your choice to pick the song you get to be killed to. Clearly. I don't want to be killed to wing beneath my damn wings, but look what you came out I with. I might have appeared to go <laughs> unnoticed. I feel like I need to link you to my Spotify. Every time a cool song comes on that I feel like would be in the action movie, if my life were an action movie, I tell Andrew, I'm like, this would be my action film of me. And Andrew's like, shut up, number one. So I made a Spotify playlist of all the songs that would be in it. And it's my favorite playlist to work out to because, like, I am in my movie when I'm in it. I'm gonna oh, my God. Yeah, I totally I totally want to. Yeah, I'm totally going to yeah. follow that. There's literally like 38 songs on. He's like, how fucking long is your action movie? I'm like, it's a trilogy. Okay. Can your action movie have Radar Love by Golden Earring? Maybe. We'll see. I'll think about it. It depends on what direction I choose to take the movie. I haven't 
sorry. I be drunk. I didn't know what instrument that was because you did not yell it with a raspy voice beforehand. So my female brain could not comprehend. I'm sorry. Uh, it's okay. It's not your fault. <laughs> you didn't do anything wrong. Oh, damn it. This has been so much fun, you guys. Oh, my thank, gosh. Thank you so much for having me this on. Is thank you so much for I've doing had. it. This is the most fun. I have to tell you guys also, thank you for listening. In yeah. two weeks, we have the episode about... I think it's Jaws. I think it's Jaws. I think it's Jaws first because okay. of Shark Week. Yes, Jaws is next and comes out on July 13th, just in time for Shark Week. And then after that is Devil's Candy on July 27th. Yes. friend from Gut Reaction. Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. Eric, is that Eric? Uh... Yeah, Swarovski. Yeah, no one knows Swar- his last name. He doesn't know his fucking last name. <laughs> Like a Swarovski crystal, but very different. Yes, he was incredible, and he was super cool to let us be a guest on his, so we're having him back for Devil's Candy. But yeah, Jaws, and if you haven't listened cool. to that episode, that was really fun to do it was on so Gut Reactions. Fun. We talked about um, Ed Gein and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And Tex- yeah, it was really fun. It was. Um, also, if you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast, please. Uh, you can call any of us, and we will walk you through the steps on how to do it if it's Absolutely. confusing on your phone. If you're an old man like Charles and don't know how to work a computer. Oh, he was wanting some old jokes. <laughs> I love it when Mary Kay makes fun of me, and I was like, how can you never make fun of me for being, like, crazy old? I do. And she's like, I don't, don't know. Worry. I was like, do it. Do it. Don't. Like, please. Got oh, you. Oh, my God. Got your back, Charles. You'll, Thank you, your man. old I man you. back. I've got it. You're <laughs> back. In assisted living. Yes. Just and call us. We will help you. We're happy mm-hmm. to just do call, that. Just call. Yeah. Just call. So you can rate and review and subscribe and come back again and again and forever and ever and ever. Come play with us, Danny. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening.